gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice, are the most powerful forces of good ever assembled. Dedicated to truth, justice, and peace for all mankind. Why do I feel this way? Why does she stay on my mind? I guess we've already started. And we wonder what happened to Trust Band. So, once again, guys, welcome to Spinnerack. What is that? And today we're going to have a special episode. This deals with one of the greatest groups that came out in the 80s. Comic book related. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And <laughs> one of the greatest groups that came out or one of the greatest groups of all time? No, they came out. I wouldn't say all time. But one of the greatest groups of all time. Why I can't you say get of all time though as performers? <coughs> because it really was Bobby Brown and the rest of the team. But let's oh. an introduction. Mario We're Brown. We're going to be talking about the moving of new edition. You you start with you see you start with oh okay I'm going to let that okay. one slide. So gentlemen, I'm not going to get another. The one. new movie was a was a brief um, introduction into new edition's life. It took three days on BET TV and it got very positive reviews yes because all the members of new edition were in, were producers and part of the movie but there were some parts that were clearly glossed over because they wanted to uh, oh no come no man it's not bobby brown's story okay it's not bobby brown's story okay i was not going to say that but once again you want to Let's talk about who started the group. What were you going to say? Who started the group? What were you going to say? I was Bobby Ricky Brown started. There we go. There we go. It was Ricky that. and Michael Bibbins that started the group. No, that's BBV. Okay? That's a different <laughs> group altogether. If we mm -hmm. go by the show, okay, Bobby Brown went on stage, choked, and then afterwards leaned on his friends, okay, yeah. so said, hey, let's go back, and then we get the conglomerate of four, they get a fifth, there you get a new addition. That's what happened on the story. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it wasn't like Bobby was up there performing and doing well and said, "Hey, you know what? I want to, you know, I want you guys to come up with me." He choked. Well, I, I would add, I would say to your point of saying, glossing over Bobby's history is like there's aspects of Bobby. They showed that Bobby was a su success, and the other <coughs> problem is that Bobby had some high-profile romances that you couldn't show. You had Janet um, Jackson. Janet Jackson Possibly Karen White, but I don't believe that. And then you have um, Whitney Houston, which already is in its own biopic, so you don't need to do a story. And they said when it got but, to the end where no one had money, they said Bobby's okay and Mike's okay. Everyone else is spending outside of their thing. So, no, I, I take offense to that when you said that, you know, the, the biopic that depicted Bobby Brown with the with the uh, Whitney Houston was clearly a slam job, and we all and it was not a slam job. It was a no, slam was job. It? it was a slam job. You know you what know a slam what job is? A one, we're getting off. We're getting away from New Edition because yeah. you can't stop drinking from the trough of Bobby Brown. Oh Two, my gosh! Whitney was not a slam on Bobby Brown. To be quite honest, it really put a lot of the onus on her. It made him seem like he was this okay dude. And she but was the one who opened no. up the gate to a lot of this stuff. If you go by that show, but if you so look, you probably didn't watch it, okay? You probably read something, you wikied something, and that'll be the end of it. You didn't watch it. Listening, Whitney <clears throat> brought the cocaine. Bobby brought the woolers, which means you take the weed and the. Listen, crack we don't need to get into that type of stuff, because, You know what I'm trying. All right, to, but if no, you go no, by no, the no, new no. edition thing, Bobby was no stranger to cocaine. 
Okay, yes. it wasn't like the first time he had Are had we it. reviewing New Edition the movie or we bring it we up? We just did. You started it. You started it. You started it. You started it. Well, all right. Let me, give, let me give you my overview outside of the movie of Bobby Brown. Let's start over again. Let's start over no, again. No, we're not you starting over. We're, we're killing it, man. We're just Because you started this nonsense. You're picking on the dude. You, you, you started it. Look, ladies and gentlemen, we're not starting over. This is the same episode. Let's say right now, it was actually a pretty good episode. Um... A, a good series, I gotta say. Yes. I, one thing I gotta admit about this series that was pretty good, that I never realized, was how hard Ralph Tresvant worked. You know, it seems as though he was um, screwed in the entire series. He he had the opportunity to become a solo artist at the very, very beginning of the whole edition, but he stuck with the crew. And because they made him the solo artist, even though there are others just as good as him, but we're not gonna go into that again. You know what I'm trying to say? Because well, know, wait a second. I would say I say the part that is. The part that's hard to show is that when when Bobby broke off and did his first thing, which was which was my prerogative. No, no, we can't stop talking about Bobby Brown. This might as well be the Bobby Brown well, show. Well, I, so, I mean, he, I don't, he's saying, I mean, I don't I'm just saying that the a aspect that Bobby did, I need a girlfriend. I think he might have had one other hit, and it wasn't huge. The other thing is what I need a girlfriend on the first album. That was it. So then the next thing. Bobby, if you look at the interviews that were happening during the time, he was very humble, like before the huge success. So he'd come on Soul Train and he'd be like, okay, um, I got Babyface, I got this person, I got Teddy Riley for all you Teddy Riley fans. I was like, wow. And then you see him, he, do, he did um, Club MTV. And this is where it starts running into my life at the same time because a girl from my school in Jersey used to dance on Club MTV. And Bobby's like on Club MTV and I'm like, Oh, Bobby's there by himself. And then these two, you know, these two white, these two blondes come up behind him and they're dancing. They got him in the sandwich. And I'm like, Bobby freaked both of them. I'm like, how the hell? Like, I'm like, uh, he's, he I must have be no good. idea what this has to do with the new edition Bobby. Yeah. This is my connection to Bobby, all right? All right. <laughs> well, I'm going to bring this back right No, here. no, I'm not this done. This was three nights. Okay, this was three <laughs> nights. That really showed me why this group is one of the best groups of all time. You had... This conglomerate of guys who were able to come out individually, okay, and as a group, and make such a heavy contribution to music, period. What you were talking about with Ralph Tresvant is very important, I think. I was very empathetic to his situation because he could have been a solo artist, and when it was time for the solo albums, his came out last. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, he was the guy who really took one for the team, and then at the end of the day, uh, you, see it in the, you see it in the show. You see Whoa. Bobby Brown came out with his stuff, That's... and he's like, well, look. What am I supposed to do now? Because Bobby did all the stuff that I wanted to do. BVD comes out. So he's left doing a lot of the stuff that he was already doing with New Edition, a lot of the uh, Quiet Storm type stuff, and was still able to, you know, make a successful album at the end of the day of it. His work ethic also, well, I thought was pretty good, because a lot of people don't understand. Most people think the lead singer is this vainglorious person who's just taking all the spotlight. Mm -hmm. You're the lead singer, you sing everything. You sing lead, you sing background, you have to go over vocals, okay? And you're still splitting your money five ways when you're inside of a group. So the other guys, to be quite honest, are riding along if they want to actually do that. It, you know, so I thought those things were really good to be pointed out. The last thing was when they sang Can You Stay in the Rain? And those were oh those gosh. guys singing it. Yeah. It was those guys singing it. That gave me a really new appreciation for the harmony and how well that song was arranged. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's a really good song. You literally, goose pimples, that type of stuff when you listen to it. So I just had a new respect altogether for them as a group 
as individuals. I mean, to be quite honest, well, if, they, if they didn't need the money, they probably wouldn't even be talking to each other at this point <laughs> because of all the stuff that happened. But I had a new respect and a new love for all the money, all the choreography, the brotherhood that they actually had, the, that they were able to forge. And thankfully, they were able to repair a lot of that, at least by what we saw inside of the film. Well, if you look at, if you look at this, or look at, well, if you look from the beginning, one of the, there's a cheat in there, is that they remastered a lot of the stuff with real singers over some of the original vocals. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, if you listen time, to though. it, and it really brings out the songs where you just like that opening, you're just like, like um, when you hear it, it's like, wow, these songs are so much, you know, like there's so much life to them. And it's like, you're like saying these guys, and when you, I mean, not to say that the song, original song, but it's a lot of times, Sometimes with Bobby, you'd see a performance and some would be good, some would be kind of more talking than singing. And that would happen with B BBD too. But one of the interesting that I think they sort of played to the storytelling aspect to say that Bobby, no, like that Ralph is doing sensitivity and it was uh, softer than what happened before. But you have to remember, they had the big tour, which they were showing that, that Bobby was with them on tour with his um, Don't Be Cruel in there, the Any Heartbreak. But then the next wave, which was BBD, which is hugely successful, and then Johnny Gill, which was hugely successful. Bobby had his third, which wasn't as big, but it was solid because it had a lot of stuff. And then Ralph's stuff, which would be the last of the last, and his stuff was big. It wasn't so as, because him and Bobby did songs together. So it in that interview, you see the whole original interview, <laughs> Bob, what's his name? Bobby. The MTV interview? No, on, on Video Soul. Yeah. Bobby is happy. Like, the way they showed him, he's happy to hang out with these guys. Yeah, They're his it friends. Is. It is. It's very interesting. And it's like, you look like he's trying, you know, maybe like they're trying to go pen, but when you see him in that interview, he likes Ralph. He likes to hang out with them. He likes the other guys. And then there's a little bit, it actually happens like that where... But Biven says that thing about yeah. we'll watch over this, that, and the other, and you get awkwardness. And everyone writes awkwardness, but they did have that. But the friendship you can see in Word to the Mother, which you didn't see in the film, but the Bobby and Ralph always had sort of a strong friendship. Right. So I just want to I just want to keep that part up there. But then when you go through the story, it was just I think they should take the movie and put it in theaters and see if the audience would stay there for six hours. Because I stayed in there and six watched hours. the whole thing. What theater? It does, that's the whole thing. That's like people do, people do the Marvel stuff, and that's like 10 or 12 hours. Six try hours it out. You can try it for like one night and see like a couple nights and say, hey, we're putting this out there, and especially with the music. The music and then you have that aspect of where people interact uh, with the music. I don't know. I like don't Greece. Know. Well, you, you put like, like, I keep you, thinking the theaters it would have to be in, and then I keep thinking six hours. Six hours. I mean, I sat through. People and I think some other stuff that I'm not going to say out loud. Don't even go what? there. Look, I, I, I agree with you. What other stuff? Some of the things that you were saying. <laughs> not saying it. We're not going there. There were some points that you made to me. <coughs> it's a friendship. The one thing you see about this movie is that there really was, it seems that there generally was a friendship. Even when Bobby went, went on his own, he kept on coming back. Because know? they're his friends. You know, yeah. they kept on coming back. And you see the tension that occurred, but they, it's like you couldn't leave. You know, I'm a huge star. I just, you keep coming back. Why are you coming back? Because well, that's what they wanted. And you then know? you have the, the, I thought the, I don't know the name of the actor, but he plays Brooke, who's mm -hmm. the guy who's, you know, who's shepherding them. And, you know, and again, they're, yeah. The story is pretty good because these are all, they're all kids. They're really yeah. young. Even be, and they're working and doing this stuff before they get to Candy Girl, before yeah. they get the deal. Mm -hmm. But they go and they do that, uh, they do that, uh, 
that uh, contest, and they you know they don't win right. the contest, but because the audience is so you know so supportive and they brings back and mm -hmm. they, they get the deal with them, and then they're about to cut to commercial, but before they do it, they have this one scene where Brooke they comes back and they're all happy and Brooke is fixing the collar. I think it's Bobby Brown's too, yeah, and yeah. he's fixing the collar. And those moments for yes. me that yeah. shows very yeah. good story, very good film work because again it shows you what these guys mm -hmm. were to Brooke. These weren't just little boys out here singing. No, he really cared about them. Yeah. He wanted to make sure they looked right, that they looked proper. Mm -hmm. You have that scene where he says, "Look, I'm the guy driving them, you know, from the you know, from the performance to school. I'm putting food in their belly." And then a lot of people don't understand that check for one dollar and eighty-seven cents. Part of that money was also Brooke. He wasn't getting any money either. Yeah, yeah. he wasn't getting. Any you know, he well, wasn't getting any money. But those were good. Mm -hmm. Those were I thought were really good structural parts because it understands when you bring Brooke back into the story. Mm -hmm. Okay, you see their reaction to them. You understand why because he was like the father figure for them while yes. they were on. And then when Brooke has the heart attack, you understand why. Look. You know, th that's where the heartbreak comes and everything with them because that's just a straw too. That's a straw too much when Brooke can't. When it looks like Brooke can't take any more of this fighting, right. any more mm -hmm. of this nonsense when it gets down to it. Those are really good moments with them. And, and it's pretty interesting that you're right. I'm glad you brought up the point about Brooke that how central he was to their to their development. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, he. Let's let's face it. Brooke basically molded them into a '60s uh, Motown looking group. But the professionalism yeah. that those groups had to exhibit, those groups, the look, those groups the were style. highly, mm -hmm. highly professional, what, and that's what he did. And you know, you didn't, you don't see that now. You don't see that in the '80s. That's why they came out like, oh, what are they doing, dressing alike? Like, what? But they did. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and you can see that their 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 talent. He was able to mold them into what needed. He's the unsung hero, basically, in the whole show. There should be a new addition plus Brooke back there. Well, I no, I mean they also no. put him. They put him. He's in the Any Heartbreak video. Yeah, he was in like, the video, in which the video. I didn't learn until I saw. Yeah, uh, until <laughs> I saw <laughs> this. Yeah. But again, I mean, the biggest thing because you have the other boy bands who come out. Uh, you have New Kids on the Block. You have Insync. You have the yeah. Backstreet Boys. But you look at that uh, video for is it, you know if it isn't love. And you get an idea of just how hard it, because we get to see that video, that's when they've learned all the steps and all the mistakes can be on purpose. Yeah. But you get to see how, I mean, a lot of people think it's simple, but you've got these guys, okay? Everybody has mm -hmm. to know their mark. You have to have enough space. It's hard enough just the three of us to sit here and make yeah. certain we give each another enough room and get on camera. These guys have to dance, mm -hmm. you know, they have to be able to sing, they have to be, Sometimes they have to be in unison. Other times it's four and one. Other times everybody gets a chance to do their own thing. Yeah. They have to remember it. And I just gain a lot of respect. Oh, I gain yeah. a lot of respect for how hard they had to work, especially since they're doing it more old school. When look, this is what the formula. This is what the formula is. We have to do mm -hmm. these particular things in order for it to look right because it's more than one. It's five. It's six of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they don't do it today because again, how many? Look, most of the guys don't want to split their money five ways. They don't yeah, want to do it. But they don't, they're the discipline. I mean, no one has that discipline. Even if it's two or three, they don't have the discipline to go through that whole. I mean, how many was it? Six years before they got their first contract or something like that. With Brooke, they worked with him a long time. They went to many different mm -hmm. shows. They got the steps well, now. They got the good the looks now. They're doing I mean, the talent. They're doing the talent show. And right. then they're getting on. They get on with Maurice Starr, and they're still not getting paid. Mm -hmm. that's, they're me, still like, not getting paid. I mean, it's the well, same the thing business, we saw in the TLC though. movie. The same thing we saw in the. Um, I mean, I mean, this is a consistent thing we hear in the industry where people are constantly getting robbed because you're happy to become a star. I got a record deal, but yet still you're getting taken advantage of. I mean, what was it? Well, the other company? problem is that you can't. You know, the artist isn't in a place to audit what they're spending. They don't know what they're spending, so but they, they give don't the even have any knowledge of it. Yeah, so that, it's like they're thinking, okay, all of this stuff, yeah. I have to do this. Yeah. So I don't have the money for this. So you guys are going to put it up for me. They're like, no, 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 we're putting it mm -hmm. up for you, and then we're taking all of our money back. Yeah. Which, in terms of business, 
you know, it, nobody likes it, but in terms of business, it's fair. I can't come over here and put up for everything and then not, you know, recoup and then not well, recoup these things. You have to, the thing is that you have to look at it and say, and you have to put it in terms of black and white, saying if you have someone that's talented, you want to renegotiate with them. With the artists like New Edition, they are talented, but they're not seeing the worth. So it's like, we're not going to give them the points back as they move forward. And that's the harder thing. The deal is the deal, but with you know a ton of artists that have long careers, the deal has been changed, reestablished. You know, they even say, like, who is it? Um, like, um, who's that? Um, like, Dolly Parton basically paying out to leave. Yeah. And then she had to give money to, was it Porter Wagner? Because he sold his masters. Yeah. And it's like an ironic moment where he's like, they, I had to sell my masters. And she buys it back for him. Yeah. But it's like, that's the thing of being an artist, have, being able to re-up and then becoming even huger. And that's the harder thing with the artists was like, you know, they got back where they wanted to be after, you know, any heart, you know, any heartbreak. And then with their solo careers, but then it's just that one thing where we, you know, they sort of went through really quickly, which is the, they're not really sophomore for all of them, but sophomore, the sophomore jinx on for Bobby, the junior jinx, where everything f like plummeted. Well, that's the reason why these guys want to make certain they get their money, mm -hmm. because that first album. I mean, look, long careers, thirty-year careers, yeah. are not the common thing in the music business. So, mm -hmm. this guy comes out, he hits, he's he hits hard, he's hot. But they got she like hard, twenty. They got hot. ten years in the business. No, I'm not talking. I, I'm not talking. <laughs> I'm talking at least initially. I'm not yeah. saying that their whole deal because they had their first deal with Maury Star. They they nixed that one. Then they come over. They, 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 they come over to MCA, yeah. and they're going through the same thing all over again. So they have to do all of this. They have to do all of this waiting mm -hmm. before they can finally get a chance. Literally albums, years yeah. before they can finally get a chance to get to their money. Now, these guys are coming over and like, look, these guys are okay. Mm -hmm. They started with one. They left that. They, other, they have to prove themselves to the second one. They prove themselves to the second one. Then it becomes okay. Fine. We want to make certain we get our money back first. So the guys who are able to really stay in the business long enough, yes, you'll see some money. You're able to recoup everything, but a lot That's of times rare and far between, though. I mean, you know, no, that. a lot of times it's a one-hit wonder, and these exactly. guys are like, "Hey, you get the fame, I'll take the money." Okay, you get the fame, I'll take the money. You can go and perform this song for the rest Whoa. of your life. I'm gonna own the masters. I'm gonna get they, everything. They change it now, so now the artist is trying. <laughs> well, now the the record industry is just trying trying to say. We can't get that much. We we can get most of the money from the sales, but the sales aren't there. So we want your performance now. Yeah. Now yeah, we want your performance. Three sixty so like, contracts. Come on. Like it's both. They don't need. They're not that much risk in the but world. That, that's. <laughs> well, but you hey, know what? That's what happens Can when you, you move from vinyl to CD, <laughs> and your music the becomes. Streaming. It ain't on the artist. That becomes. It ain't on the artist. That becomes when you decide to make your music in such a form that it can be easily stolen. And your profit margins are dropping, so now you want to lean on the artist to that bit. Now that part, I never, well, I can't agree with that it all. It ain't yeah. on the I mean, artist. Yeah, but but you still have the issue where young artists are going to say, "Hey, they don't care what happens as long as they get a chance to get on, right?" And this is where they're constantly getting raped by. Now the you don't have to. You oh, can be oh. like Hammer. There's so many people that were selling albums out of their trunk. They say even the locks were. But how do you get into but a bad deal? That's a how do you get into a bad deal? That's a different sort of individual. That's a different sort of individual. That's mm -hmm. somebody who's definitely has a mind for marketing, mm -hmm. has a mind for money, has an understanding of what a bottom line is, and a lot of people. To be quite honest, yeah. I mean, look, I played a band for years. We were just happy to play. We were happy to get a little bit of money 
Okay, get mm -hmm. off stage, go have some drinks later, and then go and feel good about it. We never thought about going any bigger than that, just gigging on a regular basis. But if you look at, like, say, you know, 50 Cent, right? He, you know, was, you know, ostracized from the business. He gets, creates a buzz, makes a good deal. And, you know, had he not helped a lot of those artists, he would have more money to himself. But that sort of business mind of making a deal where you are partners with people, but then you're, you know, you're not just like, the people you work with aren't saying, I got screwed by 50, I got screwed by 50, and he's able to change, like being in that mind, if any artist is watching this and looking at what we have, the different artists that have made it, even to lesser extent, Jay-Z, you can say, well, just, I mean, Jay-Z was giving you those record deals. He wasn't giving MOP and Mob Deep those crappy, you know, terrible advances. He was like, hey, th they got money. You know, your advance is going to be like that. It's going to be to your album. And then they're not coming back saying, I owe $53 million. I can't do it. And he's like taking them all to court. Like he's doing fair deals with the money. The same, but it's like that aspect of looking at what's going on. Look at the, the story and saying, I have talent. I don't have to take the first deal out there. And if I don't, if I don't, I can still work it. I that's tough. That's, 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 that's tough. There's so much talent out there. If you don't take this, and, deal, and this is the states, so, yeah, somebody there's a glut of talent in, in the United so States. Well, they, they, what they said, they said that um, <laughs> the art, the the record labels aren't looking for finding it and creating it. They no. want the buzz already. So yeah. if you already have the buzz, we live and they the give time, you a deal. You, you, you don't have YouTube. to take that deal. You right, know, the X Factor, you know, you don't have the to voice, take that deal. But American the, Idol. But X Factor and those in the in Empire, they're taking the publishing. They're like, Yes. We want the publishing. We want like their TV. TV isn't set up. Uh, you wasn't you're coming into you're TV coming into wasn't this, you set up where you don't get paid. You have the talent. Okay, and we're getting away, we're definitely getting away from the whole new edition story. But you're coming in here and you have the talent. They this teach. other guy, this other guy is coming in and saying, "Look, okay, fine. You've got the talent. You got the voice. You got a nice little thing over here. I am now going to foot the bill for everything, everything. else." They don't. They're not even doing that. I give you the publicity. No, and they're like saying, "What do we got?" What, they're like, "What you know?" Like they say, we were talking. I bring up Karen White. They say, "Hey, you know, you're at the stage where you're not a sex symbol." you have to be sidelined for these other girls. And it's like, well, I have these successful albums. Like, no, 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 you're not in this. Like, that aspect of having someone say, you're not hot anymore. Like, with a Leo Cohen saying, you're cold now. And it's like, you're, you're, you're saying the person's taking the risk. It's like taking the risk to say, help them find their next thing. They're not. They're like, the, the you're cold. The biggest thing with New Edition was these guys... <laughs> I mean, look, they had a manager. The manager was about making certain they were professional yeah. and that they were doing yeah. good performances. Didn't understand the money aspect of it. The, they're kids. Mm -hmm. They don't understand the money aspect of it. They leave from one bad deal. They have to go into another deal. That deal's not too good for them. They're able to finally go someplace. The bigger thing for me is that, look, I'm just happy the story ended. Nobody's strung out on drugs. Nobody's dead like a David Ruffin, like a David Ruffin type of story or something of that nature. And, you know, you still get a chance to see them perform. I mean... These are, I mean, look, and the, the, the quality of the performances, okay? You have to look, and look at all the songs that we get. Look at all of the music, and it's good. Yeah. It's good, all right? You come over here, be it a New Edition album, okay, or Bobby Brown album, BBD, Johnny Gill, Ralph Tresvant, it's good stuff. And, I mean, and it's 30 years 
worth of music from this group of individuals whose talent really, really ran deep. And I'm just glad they had the opportunity to get the show to put out the show. Look, this is how deep the actual talent went. That, I'm also happy about the wedding scene when we got to see just how deep uh, the other talent ran because those are some of the most beautiful wives I have ever seen yeah, they, in they, a biopic. And the sort of walk-on people. It's like, what's going on? The extras were it was like, hey, extra. It's like, hey, whose who's wife is that? She's cute. Oh, wait. Yeah. Well, yeah. wait a minute. Who's she's cute too? I was like, it's the battle of the cute wives. That was pretty good. It's interesting that even though it wasn't Bobby's wedding, he was wearing white, right? <laughs> well, the Bobby, the yeah. The she, I, I knew you couldn't stay away from Bobby Brown. I knew you would wear Karen White, Karen, uh, Karen White into this. As well, well, I would like, I would so like Brown the, and white. I would like that, you know, because we all, you know, we basically grew up as they were. I mean, they were like maybe a year uh, older than me, They're two years older than you guys, and it's like. Not three. Get out of here. We're basically oh, growing up together. I'm saying the aspect of you know going out and then a friend of mine being mistaken for Bobby Brown is like what the hell? And then you go to work and you're like, oh no, this girl I'm talking to almost got pulled backstage with um, Bobby Brown. It's like that sort of aspect of your life where you're like, these guys are you know, you're, I'm coming in my own, and then it's like, oh, they're going to a new edition concert. And it's like, no, the only reason why this girl I'm talking to didn't go backstage because she fell out. She's like, he's like, oh, Bobby, yeah, come with me. She's like, flump, <laughs> and falls out. That's the type of star I didn't that we didn't get to see. That's the part of the understanding. It's like, it's not a localized success. Like, when they went to town, the kids, like, the, the little bit of thing you see people on stage, that's all how people did. were reacting in schools. All the time. Everywhere. That whole stage of New Edition, they were huge. I didn't get any of that. I mean, I was still, I oh, still was present. No, I was still present with the music. It wasn't until Ralph Tresvant's album. Sensitivity? That, it how wasn't until it, be it wasn't until, no. It wasn't until Ralph Tre I mean, BBD was just like a really big pop hit. So those guys were cool. I got to see them. I got to see mm -hmm. them perform. Everybody, but it was a pop hit for me. I didn't really get to see like a bigger effect of it until Ralph Tresvant's album because he came out with Sensitivity. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I was down on Sensitivity. I was kind of like, oh, this is all right, no big deal. And 20 weeks later, this thing was still being played, and I was it's like, why the hit. hell is this song still being played? And these the girls, they love that damn song. Yeah, I mean, that's the they thing that really the TV show love that was song. like saying, hey, they he missed Ralph. it. Ralph was the leader and of the group. he that you know it was you know as far as the as far as what you see like as far as longevity you say oh people don't necessarily bring up the sensitivity but at the time it was so huge but everything else because everything else made sense like you know the Bobby Brown stuff it was less about the singing and more about the damn performance the dancing he was just like a powerhouse when it came to all of that yeah. definitely with, with that type of stuff Johnny Gill Definitely the voice and, you know, the tracks that they laid down with some real heavy tracks. Mm -hmm. But again, for me, that was like this one-shot thing. But I understood. I understood when I was listening to the music and everything like that, I understood. BBD, again, some really... I mean, come on. That pop appeal of that, especially with those Whoa. three guys. I got the Ralph no. Tresvant album, and I was like, okay, well, this sucks. Okay, that's so shame, Ralph. Your thing isn't going to no, be too good. No, he also had the thing with um, Bobby. 20 I like weeks that later, one, too. You know, 20 weeks yeah. later, it was kind of like, and that's when it's filtered in. I was like, okay, okay, I'm understanding a little bit. I'm, okay. And then when you see the show to realize, okay, the stuff that Bobby was doing was the stuff that he had wanted to do with his solo album. He takes one another one for the team. He mm -hmm. watches Bobby Brown come out. <laughs> 
and do all the stuff that he wants to do. Then you got BBD comes out and Johnny Gill all get out before him. And then you realize why it was so long for him to come out because everybody did the stuff when he was like, okay, let me try this. So what was left? Just take it out for the team. What was left was like, you know, okay, you're going to be smooth. You're going to do the quiet storm. He's like, well, I want to do something different. Well, how about rated R? They're like, yeah, go ahead. Do this rated R. Yeah, <laughs> do rated R. Well, that, the other thing is that, which is hard to say, that if you remember that Teddy Riley did the New Jack Swing, right? Yeah. And it was, he was... You know, factoring like hip hop was still taken from Bobby, you know, taken from James Brown and adding in some of the James Brown element. And Teddy Riley was good for adding his own sort of James Brown sort of riffs in the songs. And then, but Teddy Riley was trying to do the rap thing, but BBD was like, no, like <laughs> we're and Bobby did it. Bobby did it beforehand because Bobby used to have like Smooth B, Big Daddy Kane write the rhymes. New Edition was like. We're not gonna waste time trying to write our own things. We're getting like as they said, um, do me. Some of the stuff was written by Busta Rhymes. Like get the rappers to sing the rap, write the rap parts, and we'll just rap them. And that's what really pushed their New Jack Swing a lot further than because Teddy was trying to. He was on the like you hear guys second album and it's a mishmash. But when you hear like do me baby and poison and all that stuff. The rhymes work a lot better because it's actually written by like like the top guys. Whoever's the top Ooh. guys is like Did every li- every little like Uno, like too hot to handle, too cold to hold. You see Kane in the video with Bobby because Kane is <laughs> is writing the stuff, and Smoothie wrote the the rhymes that are in the first album. So it's like that. I think is a smart part of like saying <laughs> let's just not let's not just try to do it and try to try to rap. Let's get some artists here and get the best product. Cause we want to, we're gonna hit these people and like the you know the BBD songs. Well, let's just go to that opening. So we, we 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 we. I mean, I might have digressed more than anyone else, but mm. when you start from the open, shut up. <laughs> we start from the open, and it's such a, a dynamic open because it's like you start there, you think it's gonna be, you don't know that 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 Ronnie is gonna be the one to start the whole the catalyst of everything. He's like, how long has he been when when's Ron? He's not here yet? And he's like, he's what been about on the there. male the male model? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes up there and then you had that moment where you've been there you're like you're trying to be cool. You're like, what are you doing, man? He's like, yo man, we doing it. Ta, 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 ta. And he's like got the water hose and like the water like someone someone's dumb and you know this is gonna make it a million times worse. But luckily it didn't work out. And then they still get into a huge fight. And then yeah. it's like it's a that's what I'm saying. It was a very much a movie moment, not just like a TV moment. And I was like, oh, okay, this is a movie. Like this is really a movie, and it sets you up to say, I want to see what happens next. So well, with the opening well, is so amazing. BET, see what PET says. No, good. That's the other thing. Is hey, good right. stuff for BET. You, you might have BET. something. You might after you explain it that way. Yeah. You might have to because if they can do straight out of Compton and people love that. And yeah. I didn't think that was that great of a film to begin with. Then, then this definitely with is the a music, much, the music, oh. yeah. much better, much better I, and, put and that's together. That's what works when you have the music. This is what it really is. Some, a friend of mine was calling this. What did he say? A musical. I says, you know what? But the music infuses everything in this. Yes. No, that scene right the there when they're doing thing. "Can You Stand the Rain." Because at first I was like, okay, yeah. should they really like you know play the whole song? And then I, after you yeah. listen to it, it's like, yeah, it would have been stupid not to play that whole yeah, song. Yeah. And then doing the isn't you know if it isn't love you know yes. Candy Girl yeah, redoing the whole video. Why? Because anybody who heard the music before, you get to experience it again and remember why it was so cool. Anybody who's never heard mm-hmm. it, okay, gets to experience it for the first time. Like a lot of the uh, a lot of the doo-wop stuff from the '70s music, mm-hmm. 
you know, things that I wasn't around for that you can say, okay, fine. Oh, this is cool. You know, this is actually kind of catchy. I like this stuff. I want to hear more of it. So, but you don't get that on, you, you don't get that with the snippet. You have to hear the song. Yeah. You got to hear the song from start to finish. Mm -hmm. And then when you do, like, yeah, this is a really well put together tune. Oh, yeah. And, and again, and that was the third release off that yeah. album. That was the third release. How much off did they make? They said they made, what, three million? Oh, but there's so many hits. Even after that, they had the what, sorry. For, uh, the, any, uh, the Heartbreak album? Was the Heartbreak album the, 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 the you're talking about? Five, yeah, that was Heartbreak. Five million? Five million? No, uh, even if they made five million for the album, you have to, all the singles that got sold off. And of no, that. the sorry. They, right? they always play sorry now. Sorry. No, no, you're not my type of girl. They play that song. Like, that was like the fourth or oh. fifth single. Like, it's, like, it was so huge. Yeah, and they gave Johnny Gill, uh, was it, Boys to Men? He was like, this is some trash song. And it ends up being like a staple for them at their performances. Yeah. yeah. It was, you know, it's just a lot of, uh, again, for me, it was, it was very eye-opening. It was very entertaining. Mm -hmm. It was a very rewarding, you know, view to come into it. Because these are guys, to be quite honest, without... Without BET being willing, I think there was a, that nice scene there too, where they're all performing because of their, you know Ronnie's wedding, yeah. mm -hmm. and the guy from BET says, "Hey, what can I do to get these guys come uh, on yeah, stage?" Yeah. And he says, "You know, he looks at him like, you <laughs> say, you better do it now while they're still, <laughs> yeah. while they're not fighting yeah. each other. You better come. You know, now's a good time." And then they show that performance mm -hmm. where you see the fight five of them. It's like, well, is Bobby going to be there? And you say, okay, this is the only way it's going to work. The five of us here, Bobby has to get his own light. He's mm -hmm. got to get his own light to keep him cool. And yeah. he earned it. Okay, he earned it. He's got the tunes to come over there and do such. Mm -hmm. And then we can come over here and vamp together. But I was just, I was glad that these guys were able to get their story out. The BET was sagacious enough to say, we need to be able to tell this story from start to finish. We're mm -hmm. going to give it three nights. We're not going to cut corners with it. There were ads galore through this thing because they had to pay oh, for it. That's a, the other thing. The ads are real. They I mean, but they had to pay I for don't it. know if it was, was it actually it. four hours or was it three hours? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm you got a three-hour movie. I'm certain you get the, it's three nights. But they were able to get the finance, you know, they were able to get the financing for it. They got all the players on. They interviewed everybody separately, which is good. That way you don't have to hear anybody talking nonsense. Says, oh, that's not what happened. Like, no, we got the they, story. They even Everybody. got the producers, the actual um, Jimmy Jazz. They got mm -hmm. um, L.A. Reid. They got. They, they were all part of it. When you look at the end, you see all these producers. Like, whoa! Well, Everybody on the damn album. Yes, was there. Mm -hmm. but well, that's the, the way. That's the way you do I it. Think so Marie you can Star tell the story. Was even consulted, well, they, they also say that everyone, no one. They never really talked out the issues. Some of the times they just moved on. Mm -hmm. So when they read the script, they didn't know. Ralph's aspect of being asked, say, we go solo, or any of the things that was happening separately, they were all learning it when they read the script, and they're like, "That happened to you. That's how you felt when this happened." Yeah. And that's what, like, they, I think they had the point when he's like apologizing to Ralph. Is like, uh, you know, we didn't know we were trying to be protect. You know, like what he's saying is like what they doing when they're reading the script is like, you know, it's just sort of a we're trying to protect. You know, we we were real scared, and that's you know, it's it's. The other problem is that they also, you know, they're not doing interviews together. BBD's doing interviews together. <laughs> Bobby's talking about it, but the energy's still good, and they can still tour. Hopefully, Bobby has had to lose some pounds. And we got a tour coming up. So yeah, Bobby got to well, lose some well, pounds. They, they, they 20, tour, 25 yeah, pounds. The House of Blues. Look, you know, one thing we, we got to give kudos is the actors who played them. You know what I'm trying yes. to say? Yes. I mean, no, they're, they're all talented. They did a very yeah. good job. And they're can sing. all talented. And can sing. Yes. And can sing. Yes. 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 
Yeah, they were on look at Sway in the morning. Then no, Sway in the morning, they they, 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 they rhyme. Williams. Yeah, yeah, they can sing. They, they can sing. Little yeah. ones and the ones. They can sing. I don't know about the little ones, but the ones that are paid the older version. Oh, the, the kids? Yeah. No, 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 no. The kids <laughs> were definitely not singing that. <laughs> <song>. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, the Ralph Tresvant guy can sing like that. He I sing that guy, song. I didn't think the guy who did Ralph Tresvant. I said this guy is not going to be. Oh, he can sing. He can sing. Well, the other guy who played Johnny, he's a different type of singer. He's not as deep as what's his name, but he's definitely like he's a singer. I mean. He's an established artist. Well, Johnny has a very Johnny Gale has a very distinct yeah. I don't uh, style. I, I go so far as to say unique when it comes to his voice. Mm -hmm. So the, if you can emulate that, if you can emulate that enough to to pull it off, then you know my hats are my hats off to you because that's not a, that's not an easy voice to emulate it's at all. Well, then there's that and Johnny Gill's <laughs> dance moves, which. Are you got the voice. Well, you know, you got to give Johnny no. Gill credit to come into <laughs> crazy. to come into something that was so combustible, yeah. and then stick with it. You well, know he knew them. Saying? He knew these guys because yeah. they they knew each, each other, other for right. years. They had known each other for years, so it wasn't like they came over and he was just somebody out of the blue. They asked someone who they knew to come in, mm -hmm. and then it, I also think it's pretty cool the way he kind of ends up folding in. We're like, yeah. look, it's not New Edition without Johnny, Johnny Gill. Gill. Exactly. He's got to be a part. He's got to be a part of this too. And I think they did some interview with him afterwards with Johnny Gill. And Johnny Gill looks like the, the, the most sane, okay, the <laughs> yeah. most grounded person yeah. there. He's trying to get everybody to pick up a Bible. And they interview him, and Johnny's like, look, that tour we did, everybody was insane. When Johnny Gill is saying everybody is insane, including himself, you know, that, that must have really gone off the rails, well, what was going on. He's like, everybody's asking for backstage passes. I'm mm -hmm. like, who are these people? I've never <laughs> met these people before in my life. What's going on? And just to see how, uh, when they get to that, after you see that opening, and then they do the flashback to tell the story, and he gets back to that fight. Wow. And you see why that was the last fight. They were fighting his kids, they're mm -hmm. fighting here, and then they fight on stage. Yeah. And then you hear about that script reading. You understand why that script reading was gonna be pretty healing for them, because I don't think at any other point, like you have friction with some guy, you try to talk about it. A lot of times, oh, you're just bringing this up because you're trying to like do for this and you do yes. for that. When you get to read it right over there, and you're like, well, well I had no idea, and you can approach it in that manner. I, I, you know, hopefully these guys, I mean, again, I just have the utmost respect after watching this for the music, mm -hmm. for the contribution to music. Yeah, yeah, that's the, the That for me is the biggest, that's for me the, the biggest thing. Because a lot of the stuff we're learning right now, you know, 30 years from now, is, is it going to have the same, the, the resonance, the quality of what these guys were able to, you know, to bring out? They're still over there, and this will not leave them in like, uh, Hopefully this doesn't leave them unsung like a lot of these other really talented acts are because everything is such a flash in the pan and it's all YouTube well, stuff. It's 30 years and then they keep being brought back well, by BT, yeah. so I don't know about that. Well, with yeah. the, with the <laughs> I'm sorry, the, the sort of the popcorn hits, then you throw it out, you know, you throw that out and you can have um, Jealous Girl. You get, what's the other one? Um, is This the End? Like those sort of songs are songs you'll listen to forever. Like it's only when you hear it, you'll stop and say, "All right, I'm gonna listen to." Um, is this the I end? Like the it works. Song. I'm saying, right, "Candy right. Girl," you might not do, but the Jealous Girl. Tears on and my what? pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Jealous <laughs> Girl. Telephone girl was man. In a, some Kevin Smith movie. He had Selma Hayek uh, strip tease into the Candy Girl. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You never saw Dogma. No, didn't see that. A lot of people, that was their first introduction no. to Candy Girl. Well, the, oh, oh my gosh. Come on, that's the only good scene in Dogma. Candy Girl. <laughs> only good scene. Candy Girl, it's a nice bubblegum song. It's always going to describe no, what I'm a good-looking chick. That, that'll, be around, that'll be around. I'm saying that the aspect <clears> that people <throat> look at them and say, can, like Oprah had them on there and say, do you guys still sing Candy Girl? And Ralph says, well, our voice, we can't get those notes anymore. But the aspect is they keep throwing it into that. And you're like, look at the catalog. I if know, you have a problem with that, 
They have a ton yeah. of different songs that work. But they didn't solid. like any of those songs, right? You I mean, don't have to. They're performers. They're, you get to you get to any you when you get to heartbreak. Things. When you get to heartbreak, you'll get song. You get song credits on on definitely song credits. I know Ralph Tresvant has one at least one song credit on heartbreak. And then you get to the whole BBD thing where okay, you get more ownership of it. They I know Bobby idea. Brown did some writing on the but on the song. Those are all owned by the producers who made them. You know, but it does, well, the aspect of them. When you get into the weeds of that, man, it's not easy because now I mean, it used to be when someone like you have a group like the Who, where one guy was doing all the songs, mm -hmm. all the music. Now, like, a song is credited to, like, five, six yeah. people, and one guy, all he did might have changed, like, no, change that, put this over here. Okay, we all wrote it, you know, along those well, lines. So it's a lot different now. But you also have, like, for when they, you know, when they move to their solo stuff, they're doing the music, the, like, the Beyonce producing. It's like, I bring in Kane, Kane writes this rhyme, yeah. I give him a couple grand, and he leaves. Yeah. And I get the writing credit, like Salt and Pepper had. Well, that's like it? ghost. That's you know ghost yeah, writing to, to that extent. Yeah. Well, like well, who's the name? Um, it's like, like Cool J writing MC Lights rhymes for yeah. the. Oh, but even more so, like who's it? Salt and Pepper have writing credits, and Freddie Fox wrote all those those Shoop and all that stuff. Like the roughest guy on the planet. So that aspect of being, yeah, yeah, but that's crazy. But it's like that aspect of being and uh, being a producer, and you're saying, hey. Can you write this? And you give them a couple cash, and then you get the credit. And it's like, but it's the whole thing is that that person's in on the deal. The Got same it. with you know, and it, it, it's not as an artist is not criminal when you say, hey, I want to, or like say, Biz asking Kane to write. It's like saying, hey, I want you to write picking boogers, and here's some of the aspects. Put it into a song. It's like you came with the initial idea. Someone has the talent to make it work as a song, and it's like. Yeah. It's also the star power to actually get the song out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like I don't, I don't, I know everyone likes to put it into. If you look at the part of them performing and doing that stuff and having it when you do a tour and having the audience stay through it and say the only part, like the part that you see in there when they're complaining about when when the Albie Shore is like he can't yeah. do it <laughs> and he can't you know be the middle of these guys. That's what girls were coming back and they're like. We like out, but he can't dance. And it's like, and they were blowing him out every night. He had one of the, the strongest albums of his career, and they go on tour and could he get he blown a, out a by. pretty boy. That's all he had No, he just it's couldn't dance. Voice. He yeah. had a good album, I know, but, but. I know, and he couldn't sing left, left, right. Lift no, leg, left, he had left, right, another problem is leg. that they were like you know they look like you know like basketball players. As far as their body, they're real lean, mm -hmm. and and Albie got these tight clothes on and girls are like, like oh he's fat like not actually fat he's fat now but he's just like you know he's not trim as those guys so it's like Albie's he was fat wearing, he was wearing tight he was wearing tight <laughs> stuff Albie's fat he can't sing he can't yeah. dance Albie show <laughs> Albie Shore was fine. <laughs> Albie Shore was fine. They was killed fine. him. The I, girls would come back from those concerts, just like what they said. He he got he he had to leave the concert. He had to leave the tour because he couldn't take going uh, in between those guys, and it just was them. Why did he go in between? Why didn't he go first? No, no, so no they, they, they said they set up the tour as a break. They, that was that was kind of at some point it was just it was just Bobby Brown and New Edition because yeah. he started the tour and the girls would come back and they'd go crazy over New Edition. Crazy over Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown. They say Albie can't dance. Albie <laughs> can't sing. Albie, and that's like basically that that aspect is really is true. Okay. It's, it's, okay. I think one thing we also forget is that these guys came from the projects. You know, the mothers, Lala, and all that. I mean, they came. They th came from the projects. That's an important part because you, know? you don't see the projects in a lot of hip hop videos. Right. 
really until you see Word to the Mother, where they filmed it right in there, and then everyone is like, Molly Moore, oh, I produced my songs in the projects. Oh, yeah. we were in the pro <laughs> Everyone is like, me, but that's, you, there's so many benchmarks in this group as far as what they gave video-wise. But the fact that they, they were stars that sold three yeah. million dollars, they did a tour, and they come back <laughs> and they don't die. I was like, no, yeah. are you serious? Is this for real? No, I heard that story. I think Bobby Brown gave some interview, and he was that it, he was saying that was part of the reason for him leaving mm -hmm. New Edition, that you know, we weren't making any money, that we were doing all this stuff, and we were still coming back to the project. It wasn't quite exactly that, okay? It wasn't quite exactly that. And to be honest, he got lucky at the end of the day, because if, if he, that first album, okay, that first album he did, I Need a Girlfriend, and there was another tune off of it, I can't remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, but he had two, and these were like minor hits, they yes. were enough to keep him in the plug, uh, in, in the public eye, mm -hmm. and, but it was enough for him to get a sophomore effort, mm -hmm. it was enough for him to get a sophomore effort, so he really got lucky on, he got lucky on that, because today, he wouldn't have gotten anything else no. at the end of, at the end of the day. Well, probably he'll be singing his stuff on YouTube now. <laughs> you know, you know, hard rock, right? <laughs> why, why you say that? Just don't. No, I'm just saying. You nowadays the way the record company. Oh, if you don't I'm talking about Bobby okay. being on YouTube. No, no, doing just, the, just stay with, just stay off people's couches, Bobby, and you'll be fine. <laughs> Screw both of you, okay? Just stay off people's couches. <laughs> Screw both of you. You know, he just had a Lala. She did a great job. Yes. You know what I'm trying to say? Yes, we know why she did a great job too. I will mention to the guy who played Brooks. Who was the guy in, who was like their security in L.A. all the time? Oh, telling I don't them know what to that do. actor. You know, no, not the actor, but I'm saying, did, was there somebody like that or was he just somebody made for the movie? Probably for the movie. Probably was a mix of character, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah, he could he be could a composite be. of yeah. a yeah. bunch of different people. So I thought that was pretty interesting because he always seemed like the the, the the man with the good points, you know? But there's always that, char there's always that character, but... You know, so overall, standout, guys. standout characters. The, you know, the principal players themselves. Principal mm -hmm. players. And Brooks. again, a lot, of, a lot of good stuff. Great and music. Wait a second, Lisa Nicole Carson. I understand that. This would be good. <laughs> like she, every like her motions, like there's like she can't help but be sexual. And like, what did you say? And then she. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> if, I don't. I think. You know, I, I think someone she, likes Lisa Nicole. Hey, she's a good <laughs> actress. <laughs> so, <laughs> overall, what is your Rating for this show, Cal. Out of out of what? Out of ten? How many? Out out of how of many stars? Out of three. You know, stars. Out of three stars. Yeah. You gotta be kidding. Yeah. All right. Who rates out of three stars? We can do our own damn rating. Why don't we have to follow everybody else's rating? So ask me out of ten then. Okay, I'll ask you up or down. Is this out of ten? Thumbs up, thumbs down. What do we thumbs do? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Thumbs up. I think they could have added more. I think they could have done. They could have added more to the three. Like to the, the three. Yeah, they could have. They could have. Like add more, more. Not more even just that. Body. No, no, no. no. Feel that out. Not but even just that. I mean, that. I thought that we lost <coughs> a lot, but yeah, no. The aspect of when Ralph was like, Ralph didn't show up to one of the events, and they had to do American Music Awards yeah. where the three of them sung. But that's yeah. unsung. That I was unsung. But I'm saying they can do that in the movie. There's a bunch of stuff that's in unsung that they could have done in there, which is like. I mean, there's stuff that they could add to, you know, to like when the Bobby, the tour, you know, that sort of thing. And just, just some, just bits. But they were trying. I think well, they're trying to go for it in the film that you know, uh, was it Terry Lewis or Jimmy Jan drops the seed? Of, hey, why don't three of you guys do something? Yeah. And, and then, then eventually, the and then eventually, yeah, BT the next scene. And then eventually, <laughs> you know, and then eventually they end up having to do something. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that, th to be honest, if you had done that, that might have played out a bit better. Where Ralph was just like, look, no, I'm, you know, I'm going to take the time to go do this for myself. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing, you know, I'm not doing this anymore. And then, the, uh, then again, the way that it unfolds, uh, the way that it unfolds, again, for me, it's just very, 
I thought it was just very compelling in terms of story, in, in terms of storytelling. You know? No, I'm saying for me, <coughs> I'm just saying I could, you know, knowing some of the stuff and then hearing them talk about, oh, okay, Poison was an immediate hit. They were saying because of the subject matter, we can't necessarily play it. So they were actually going around trying to perform it, and then they started to hit. So they were doing basketball tournaments and stuff. So it's like, not to say the basketball, but I'm just saying there's stuff, there's there's still bits that they could have hit fit in. And I sat through, I mean, I sat through, what was it, like eight hours of um, um, well, Stranger Things? I think I could have easily got through eight hours of so, so you can't give it a higher rating because you want more. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say I said I'm good with I would say okay, nine. I say nine. You give it a nine. Yeah, that's it. And I don't, and not nine because anything problem. I liked it. I don't I know what it. you're about this time, man. You asked me for a thumbs up. You asked him for out of oh, ten. What you gonna thumbs do? Thumbs up. I didn't take it to the not take it. Thumbs I give up, it a solid no three. I give up. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. We well, yeah, all liked it, okay? This is we're going to close, and when we close, I'm going to yoke them. We're going to do this, this. <laughs> you know, only thing I thought we should have done a little bit more of the Bobby, but listen, that's all right. This and, is and a and I hear Bobby Brown out of you one more time. We saw there's a biopic one more time. That's well, what it, the problem is is that Bobby also wanted to do his own thing. Yeah. And that's what held up this process, and luckily he finally signed on. We got to see a Bobby that look. He, he's he had enough of a career that eventually you'll get the Bobby Brown story. This has a new edition story. Yeah, cannot be BBD's story or Johnny Gill's story or Bobby Brown's story. It has to be about new edition. That's okay. it. I agree. I said it was a good movie, right? I, I mean, why why do we always keep bringing me down? Like I said, Spinner Rack loved it. That's enough to, for everybody. Spinner Rack out. Thank you. How long did we talk? Forty minutes.